I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. And welcome to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and we have a semi-emergency podcast for you guys today. Uh, Oklahoma State made a assistant coach hire um, yesterday, which yesterday was Tuesday. Um, it, it is not typically news that we would semi-emergency podcast for. However, the hire is Cannon Cunningham, who is. A former SMU standout, he uh, was basically their the video guy at Tulane last year under Mike Dunleavy, but he's the older brother of Cade Cunningham, the five-star class of 2020 recruit who OSU has been tied to for quite some time. If you're a, a longtime listener of this podcast, um, you know that myself and my co-host Dustin Ragusa absolutely fawn over this kid. He is a six foot seven point guard, um, in, and uh, I don't think I have to say much more than that because it is rare that you find a six foot seven point guard at any level of basketball, much less the high school level. Um, he's the number three recruit in 2020. A lot of people think that he is the best player in the class of 2020, so that is interesting. Um, OSU has since uh, kind of moved into the front runner status to land him, obviously, and and Cannon, his brother. Being on staff, I think, is um, is a huge step in that right direction to eventually landing him. So we'll see what comes of it. I, th- I think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting um, couple of weeks or months or however long until he ends up deciding. Um, I went on the Sports Animal on Wednesday to kind of break down uh, Cannon, the hire of, of Cannon and, and what it means for OSU, what it means for uh, potentially for Cade Cunningham. But... I wanted to run through a couple of similar scenarios, and for CBS Sports, I, I wrote um, just kind of a, a back history of players or programs who hired um, either family members, guardians, confidence, you name it, um, to try and get a, a recruit of, of uh, Kate Cunningham's caliber. So I came up with 10 uh, that immediately came to my mind. And so I'll run through uh, those 10 right now. If you want to skip through the section, that is fine. And um, the, the interview with RJ Young is uh, posted immediately after this. But all right, here we go. T- uh, the 10 that immediately stood out to me. Number one is a very recent one. Uh, USC hired Eric Mobley, a guy who who was not uh, very well versed in college basketball coaching um, in 2018. And as a result... They landed Isaiah Mobley, who's going to be a freshman uh, this coming season at Southern Cal, and they're also the front runner for um, his uh, his son, whose name is Evan Mobley. He's the number one overall recruit in the 2020 class. So that is interesting. I would say that Andy Einfield, the the coach there, has probably bought himself a few years just by hiring um, Eric Mobley. And the fact that they've basically probably been able to squeeze two top 20 recruits out of this is um, is pretty notable. The next one, SMU hired Tyrone Maxey in 2017. And uh, that last name Maxey may sound familiar because OSU recruited his son, Tyrese Maxey. He, he is the number 10 player 
in the 2019 recruiting class. He's going to be a freshman at Kentucky this upcoming season. Uh, Tyrone, his father, uh, was hired by SMU in 2017. Nine months later, uh, Maxie ended up committing to Kentucky. And just before Maxie committed to Kentucky, um, his father ended up just kind of parting ways with SMU. So that is interesting. That uh, that did not go according to plan. Um, it was worth a shot because I think Tyrese Maxey is probably going to be a top 10 draft pick next year. Didn't work out, though. Um, the third instance, Washington in 2016, they hired Michael Porter Sr. And uh, they did that in hopes of landing the number one overall recruit in the uh, 2017 recruiting class, which is his son, Michael Porter Jr., they ended up getting a commitment from Michael Porter Jr., but Lorenzo Romar, who was uh, then the coach at Washington, ended up getting canned in um, in the spring of 2017. As a result, uh, Michael Porter Sr. did not have a job. So Missouri, who hired Quanzo Martin away from Cal, hired Michael Porter Sr. and, and did the same deal. They, they hired Michael Porter Sr., hoped that uh, he would bring along his number one overall recruit, Michael Porter Jr., that actually happened, and it also uh, produced Jonte Porter's commitment. Jonte Porter was um, a, a class above where Michael Porter Jr. was. He ended up reclassifying, and they were both on campus for one season. Um, I would say it was a success. However, Michael Porter Jr. only played a handful of games because of an injury. Jonte Porter um, was was actually probably the more productive player at Mizzou. This past season, he sat out the entire year and entered the NBA draft and, and went undrafted. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think they got the commitments that they wanted, didn't get the production or, or the results. Sometimes that happens. Fourth instance, LSU hires David Patrick in 2012. Patrick is uh, he's the godfather of, of Ben Simmons, who was the number one overall recruit um, in the 2015 recruiting class. Simmons ended up going to LSU. But LSU was just atrocious, and and uh, they played Simmons at the five, which is uh, if you watch the Philadelphia 76ers, he's a point guard. So that did not go over well. Uh, Simmons's time in LSU was uh, was mostly not great, uh, but they again they that hire ended up working out. They ended up getting their guy, even though uh, the on court results weren't that great. Number five, Western Kentucky in 2016 hired Shamond. Williams, and they did that to try and land Mitchell Robinson. He was a five-star recruit, another guy that OSU had once uh, recruited and targeted and, and actually was at one point considered the favorite to land. Uh, Shaman Williams was uh, the godfather of Mitchell Robinson. Robinson ended up committing to Western Kentucky, arrived on campus, mysteriously left, and never returned. He did not play college basketball, and he was drafted uh, number 36 overall by the Knicks last year, and um, he's actually one of the intriguing young pieces of the Knicks, which um, is really saying something because the Knicks don't have much in- intrigue at all. Um, so that's that's an interesting one. Um, another Western Kentucky instance, this is number six on my list, they hired Hensi Ariantal. And uh, they did that in 2018 to try and bring in the godfather of of him, which is Charles Bassey. He was a five-star recruit in uh, the 2018 recruiting class. 
Bassey ended up not being quite the uh, can't-miss NBA prospect. Um, he, he was at the Combine this year in Chicago when I was there, and he didn't, he didn't look great. Ended up deciding he's going to come back to Western Kentucky, but one of the best players in the Conference USA last season and, and probably going to be one of the top 20 or so players uh, in college basketball next season. So I think that was uh, probably a success. Uh, number seven, Memphis hires Milt Wagner in 2000. Uh, this is an interesting one because there's a lot of uh, Kentucky fans who are crying foul saying that Cal would never do something like this, Cal being John Calipari. But this actually happened under John Calipari's watch. John Calipari hired the father of Dewan Wagner, who was considered, if not number one, a top three prospect um, in his respective classification the hiring of Milt Wagner to become the coordinator of basketball ops at Memphis netted Memphis uh, Dewan Wagner's commitment. He was awesome for one season, ended up going one and done, and ended up being a um, one of the, one of the top uh, picks in the 2002 draft class. Number eight. This is a huge sliding doors moment. Kansas hires Ronnie Chalmers in 2005 and. The, the instance that, that most people relate to Kansas is um, Larry Brown once hiring Ed Manning, the father of uh, recruit Danny Manning, and um, the, the poster boy of, of Danny and the Miracles, who, uh, who won a national championship in the 80s. But Ronnie Chalmers hiring um, from, from Bill Self is, is low-key a pretty interesting uh, moment because Chalmers uh, being hired ended up giving Kansas the commitment of, of Mario Chalmers. And, and, and as most people know, in 2008, Mario Chalmers hit a big shot in the national title game against Memphis, ended up pushing that game to overtime. Kansas would eventually win, giving Bill Self his first ever, and so far his only, um, national championship. And uh, so, yeah, that's a huge sliding. To, if, if, if they don't win that championship, it's possible possible John Calipari's potentially maybe possibly still coaching at Memphis I don't know it's an interesting uh interesting what if or maybe John Calipari's uh coaching at Kansas and Bill Self is OSU's head coach hmm hmm uh number nine Memphis in 2014 hires Keelan Lawson um that and that is the father of three Pretty prodigious prospects, uh, two of which committed to uh, to Memphis. Uh, number one was Diedrich Lawson, who finished his career at Kansas, was was awesome last season. And then the second was KJ Lawson. He was kind of the throw-in guy who was productive at Memphis, not so much at Kansas. Um, and his younger brother, Chandler Lawson, he's a top 100 recruit in uh, the 2019 class. He's going to Oregon that one didn't quite work out. Um, they Memphis ended up switching gears. Josh Passner was official, uh, officially, um, you know, I think officially he resigned, but he was basically run off. And uh, Tubby Smith didn't, didn't want anything to do with Keelan Lawson, ended up demoting him. And uh, that was that. Uh, the 10th the and final instance that I'm going to note here, Baylor in 2008, they hired Dewan Clifton, who actually was the AAU coach of one John Wall. And um, Baylor made him their director of player development. Uh, less than a year later, later, John Wall committed to Kentucky. 
And uh, so, yeah, that, that didn't work out. So it's possible that uh, Cannon being hired by OSU will not work out. I would, um, I would say that it probably will. But the history of it actually being successful is, um, is kind of checkered. And even there's a, the, a checkered past of um, these type of hires being made that simply did not net a commitment at all. And the player just ended up going somewhere else. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, well, a few quotes from uh, Cade Cunningham after Cannon was hired on Tuesday that I'm going to read here. This is in an interview with Rivals. And then I'll go ahead and play the, the uh, interview with, um, with RJ Young. But Cade said, my, my recruitment is still completely open. I love my brother forever, and that is absolutely a big factor, but d- it does not determine my recruitment. My brother has been my guy. I mean, he was the one that put the ball in my hands. He has been the guy that pretty much determines everything that I've been doing with my development and where I am now. He is my guy. And then he added, he got hired and he had to take the job. It was a great opportunity. I wanted it for him. I wanted for him to take the job, but I don't think it sways my recruitment or my decision because he knows what is best for me. Um, I want to be with him and he wants to be with me, but I'm going to go to a spot that is not best for me, that is best for me, and he is not going to put me at a place that is not best for me. So, uh, some pretty interesting comments there. Uh, I don't know what exactly you make of him because, you know, he's not just going to commit on the spot. So he kind of had to say that, but could be uh, could be some interesting comments to reflect on in uh, in a few weeks or a few months or whenever he decides to commit. So that's all I have for uh, the semi emergency podcast. Uh, the interview is uh, going to pl- be played next. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Please uh, give us some nice reviews, some uh, some five star ratings in uh, in iTunes, and we'll be back uh, later on next week. Thanks. Coach Boyden from Oklahoma State was the first coach to ever offer me. He was an assistant whenever he offered me, um, and then he stayed consistent throughout. So we had we built a really good relationship. That is Cade Cunningham younger brother of Cannon Cunningham, who just took the job as an assistant at Oklahoma State joining the men's basketball staff. We have now with us Tulsa native and CBS NBA Draft College Hoops insider Kyle Boone. Kyle, what's going on, man? Tulsa native. I like it. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. No, man, I appreciate this. Now, I wanted to ask you, how do you think that this hire influences Cade Cunningham's decision to play college basketball, not just at Oklahoma State, but just in general? Um, you know, I, I think you know, we just heard audio of, of Cade Cunningham talking a little bit about it. And Cade is probably going to play it down. I, I don't think he's going to say, well, you know, OSU just hired my brother. I'm definitely going to go play at OSU. But it, it's possible that OSU just hired his brother, and he's going to play at OSU. I think it has a huge influence on him. and He's, he's an older brother. He's an influencing figure in his life. And I think you know the the comfort level that he has with his brother can't be overstated. I, I think that that says a lot about um, their relationship and and the fact that OSU hired his older brother. I think is, is going to pay dividends for OSU. Now, uh, producer on the show Patrick, uh, who you talked to, mentioned that hey, Boynton has been on Cade for a very long time, like a lot of folks, and in this age of the family members 
guardians of some of these top recruits being hired on by coaches at other places. How should we view this? What is the lens to see this through? Because it's hard to just see it as, hey, we hired a good assistant coach who was once the associate video coordinator under Mike Dunleavy. Now it's going to be couched by many, especially outside the Oklahoma State program, as, hey, you just hired a guy to get this kid to come to your campus. Yeah, I think you could view it in a different, a few different ways. I, I think you definitely have to keep in mind that OSU was the first to offer him way back in the day before he was as big a recruit as he is now. I think 247 Sports ranks him as the number three prospect in the 2020 class. So this guy could be the highest rated commit to ever come to OSU. Boynton offered him as a, when he was an assistant at OSU when, when Brad Underwood was the head coach. Um, so I think that that familiarity that has that relationship that has been forged over time with Boynton and with Cunningham's family absolutely matters. It's definitely possible that that Boynton could land Cunningham, no matter uh, whether or not this hire was made or not. But in an era where Boynton is potentially one losing season away from being on a hot seat, you don't want to take any chances. And I think not taking any chances is hiring his older brother making sure that you're going to get this deal done, making sure you're going to get one of the most talented prospects in the 2020 class. He essentially bought himself an extra year, maybe two years, and uh, and potentially is changing the culture at OSU. Boyne has certainly done a lot to get a lot of folks on board with what he's doing and how he's doing it despite the 12-20 and 20 season, and I think that that all needs to go into what you're talking about. But I also, we're coming out of a time when college basketball was literally on trial. <laughs> federally and one of those coaches was involved at Oklahoma State what kind of character is Oklahoma State getting in Cannon Cunningham aside from his little brother yeah I I, I think there's no worries there um, you know he, he is so inexperienced that it's possible that he's not fully aware of of kind of the dirty landscape that uh, that precedes him you know Lamont Evans was, was involved in, in some of that nasty stuff. USC was involved with some of that nasty stuff. Auburn, uh, there are a, a number of high major programs that could be uh, looking at some NCAA sanctions in, in the near term because of some of that stuff. But Cannon, uh, for the most part, you know, no, he's kind of a, a blank slate. You know, he, he played at SMU um, less than a decade ago under Larry Brown. He has assistant, uh, experience as a, a video coordinator, essentially, at Tulane. So, you're talking about a guy who's like still probably in his late 20s, and uh, you know, he, for the most part, he's not really aware of, of what it's like to be an assistant coach. I think he's going to get his, um, you know, he, he's going to learn a lot uh, at OSU. He has experience in, in the DFW area. I think he's going to be a, a solid recruiter because he is so young and can relate to some of these guys. Uh, but for the most part, we we just don't really know much about Cannon at all. Okay. With the one-and-done rule being basically, we think, done away with by 2022. And watching R.J. Hampton go to the NBL, do you think there's still some fascination with, especially this group into the 2021 class of, the, let's say, the top 10 recruits in college basketball, or in college basketball, in 247 sports composite in the ESPN rankings about going to play professionally for that one year like perhaps Cade Cunningham could do? What would be the thing that would keep in particular, let's stick with Kate Cunningham, thinking about college basketball at all. Yeah, I, I think Kate is going to play college basketball, and, and you know, I think we'll use, I'll use Zion Williamson as kind of a recent example of this. 
Zion was not the number one prospect coming into college, and now he went to Duke. He had a massive platform, and he he certainly became that. I think he became that early. But had he gone to the NBL and and played overseas, like in China or or Australia, like you mentioned, I don't think we're talking about a guy who who was the surefire number one pick in the in, in the NBA draft. So the exposure that that college offers. You know, obviously they're not going to get paid um, unless it's under the table, which you know we're we're not going to talk about. These guys get much more exposure. I think it's much better for their brand to play stateside. I think it's better for for them to play in college. um, You know, because the recognition that they get, the notoriety that they get, and people are just the, the players in general love to build their brand and their recognition. I think they get much more value doing that stateside than going overseas and and making you know a couple hundred thousand dollars. Uh, it makes a lot more sense for for players, especially like Cade Cunningham and his stature, uh, to stay in the states and play in college. What is Cade's game as a six foot seven point guard, which is an enormous point guard? What is the comp for him in the NBA as you see it? Uh, in my eyes, I think the the most natural comp is maybe a slightly smaller Ben Simmons. Um, I think he can shoot a little bit better than, than Ben Simmons, obviously. I think that's the one knock on him. And probably the one thing that's, that's kept him from being a multi-time all-star is the guy can't shoot past like five feet out of the basket. But that is not Cade Cunningham's game. He can shoot it from anywhere. He can create his own shot off the bounce, off the dribble, um, off the catch. He's a, he's a decent three-point shooter. But you're talking about a guy who, who has the size of, of, of a small power forward or even a normal power forward. As Zion's seven, a six foot seven, and he is a power forward, um, and he plays point guard. So Cade is, Cade is a unique talent in, the, in that uh, you know, his size and skill set really does not suggest that he's a point guard. But yeah, he's definitely a point guard. That is Kyle Boone, college basketball and NBA writer for CBS Sports. Pistols firing alum. Uh, shout out to Kyle Porter and Tulsa native man. I saw that nine one eight area code and I was like, yes, <laughs> we are doing big things. Hey man, I appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Yeah, anytime, RJ. Thanks, man. Hey, cool. Well, look, along with staying with us, you can get your splash on at Golden Pony Casino and maybe even splash into a new pool and a chance to win up to ten thousand dollars. Earn entries daily by playing with gold with your gold card. Wow. And on Sunday, June 30th, a chance to win up to $10,000. See Gold Club for details. Gold Pony Casino, just west of Henrietta, I-40, exit 227, Clearview Road. When we come back, we'll talk about, well, I think I found a quarterback for Lincoln Riley to go after in the 2020 class. And I'm sure of it this time. You're listening to the RJ Young Show on your home for sports. The sports animal. <laughs> 